0: Hello there, and welcome to my show, the Parish Passages Podcast, where you will find a criteria of all things about creativity. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Parish Passages Podcast. As always, I am your host, your one woman show, Samantha Parish. So you are present for an episode that is completely unplanned. Earlier today, I was writing in my favorite cafe in my area. And while I was going through all of my different creative projects that I'm working on, I was listening to a podcast show called Welcome to Night Vale. And if my listeners out there are unfamiliar with what Welcome to Night Vale is, don't feel bad. I literally just got into it today. And I've known about it for quite some time, and there's a very interesting history behind Welcome to Nightvale. To sum it up, it is one of those stories that goes along the lines of what you don't know might kill you. A lot of things that are addressed in this town from the radio announcer doesn't feel like it's a town that you want to visit. And as I was listening to this story and uh, reading when it was first published, I was shocked to see that this is a story that has been 11 years in the making, like, Wow, it's been going on this long, and I'm listening to it for free. And then a, a thought just pinged to my head. You know, it's, it's nice when I get a ping to my head. Usually I don't get pings to my head. It takes a lot of brain power. Anyway, I thought, why can't I do that? I have been toying around with the idea of turning *Inglorious* Inc. into an audible book, but um, that would that would be an ambitious project. It's a project that I'm waiting to do. But for those out there that have stayed with me for the entire journey of the, um, republishing of *Inglorious Inc., know that that, that's a, that's a very huge, uh, endeavor to have to do because of the way *Inglorious Sync has been republished into three books. And that's like 800 pages. And that's just going to have to take a lot of time, patience, and probably a lot of caffeine. But I like the idea of just giving a preview. That exists exclusively on this show. I've been hunting for different ideas to see how I can share the story of Inglorious Inc., and I thought this is kind of like a nice way to have the best of both worlds, that it is still technically an audible, but it's also a free preview. As much as I want people to know about the story of my tattered and battered tattoo artist and the 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 chaos that follows them, we all have this proclivity to ourselves that we're a little hesitant to jump into new things. And that's perfectly okay. We have to think things through before we invest our time into something. It's like the three episode rule for a TV show that you're interested, but you kind of have to know I might not like this. And that's perfectly okay. It's like that saying, we never know until we try. And things are expensive these days. TV shows are expensive. Books are expensive. Life is expensive. And it's always been eating me up that I want people to be able to like live their lives and not have to feel they can't afford my book. But I can at least meet halfway and give the first chapter for free so people know what they're getting into and can take it from there if they would like to dive into more of the book or just know, okay, I tried it out. It's not for me but I'm glad I listened to it. And it won't hurt my feelings if this is not for you. There are many TV shows and books that aren't for me, and that's perfectly okay. It's how we exist and how we have our identity that what we like shapes us to who we are, and we don't have to bend to liking something just because someone else likes it. You know, it's wonderful to have an identity. The Way Inglourious Inc. begins is with Lance Jackson. And it's on the back of the book that he arrives there, and he miraculously gets a job at a tattoo parlor card and and glorious inc but how did that happen what was that initial thing like that question is going to get answered before you get the millions and millions and millions of questions that you'll be having with this book series so the least i can do is provide that much and then we'll take it from there i am still on the fence if i want to do that for part two and part three to give those little trailer samplers and continue that but i'll see how this episode goes and we'll we'll play it by ear but without further ado here is the feature presentation your first exclusive of inglorious inc american dream scheme part one chapter one welcome to duran people love to make assumptions An assumption is the first thing that comes to mind after an impression. It's easier than having to bite the bullet and ask for the truth. Assumptions can also be distorted. They are believed to be the truth. But the truth is this. At the end of the day, it's just an assumption. And that assumption can be twisted back on the other person to be used as a weapon. The assumption is an ignorant and yet useful thing because it can be a lie or the truth and no one will ever know the difference. There are many false assumptions when it comes to tattoos. Their opinions never mattered. Who are they to take control of someone else's choices? This is a choice they made on their own. They wanted permanent art expressed through ink. There is the assumption that it hurts the image of someone. It's a waste of time, and it's a regret to walk around with on the body. Most people don't even think it through. The customers in Duran don't complain because they just want the tattoo. No matter how generic, hectic, or just plain stupid the idea is, although legally limited, but it's what they get paid for. Often gossip occurs about what certain businesses do behind closed doors. Their business in particular. Most of it is idle gossip with no evidence in all judgment. The rumor is that shady deals go down between drugs, that people have sex in the back room, and any other vulgar activities that reflect exactly how they look. It's petty, but that last one, little do they know, they're right. All of that does go down in inglorious ink. People can pry all they want because that's all they'll ever know. Nothing is off-limits to fuckers that think they can get away with anything, that's their bigger picture with no legal consequences. Just like the process for cool tattoos, some people just don't think things through. Decisions are permanent. A tattoo can be removed, but not their sinister or selfish vices. That poor choice and personal decisions became their dollar. Lance Jackson lit another cigarette as he sped down the highway while John Fogarty sang about how proud Mary keeps on turning on the radio. Duran wasn't exactly the place he saw himself going to, but it sure as hell beat living in Odell with all the events that happened to him there. A part of him hated to leave his hometown, but what was the point in staying? Just constant reminders of old dreams of what went wrong in his life? It seemed like a chick flick move to just up and leave. Why fix what was already broken? So he packed what mattered, his older brother Arthur gave him some cash and he even tried to give some of it back when he was given too much. He closed his eyes and picked a location on the map. Duran was the lucky winner. Arthur tossed him the keys and gave him the old refurbished phone and told him, I got you, and you got to get out of here. He promised his brother that he would call him as soon as he made it to Duran. There wasn't a lot to know about Duran other than it's just a town people pass through in Virginia. The scenery can only be described as a lyric from a John Mellencamp song. Small town vibes all around the county. There were vacant businesses and large patches of land for sale that would never be bought. The old shops that have been around and from the looks of the sale signs, they were struggling to keep up with the new stores. These older places of business were unlikely to achieve that same level of success they had in their prime. That was many years ago. When people talked of this town, it was only manageable because it wasn't memorable at all. Lance started his search for a job in one of the areas. He drove up the markets, shopping centers, or just any place that had at least one damn hiring sign. No luck. As he drove down more of what little Duran had to offer for a job, he finally spotted a shop for hire. A strip on the side of the road with about five little shops. One of them stuck out in bright magenta lights in glorious ink. At first, he thought he'd keep driving, just come back later and keep it in mind. But if he kept driving just to find nothing, it would be a waste of time. Someone else could have come back after he decided not to, and he would have wasted the opportunity that shone true in those magenta lights. What the hell he muttered to himself as he made a U-turn to drive up to the shop. He parked his dad's beat-up Buick, put out the cigarette, and exited his car. Even though the shop wasn't open until 10 o'clock, it didn't hurt to at least talk to the owner about the job. Lance had a lot of experience in art. Tattoo artistry wasn't what he had in mind, even though he never got to finish art school. Something was better than nothing. Lance knocked on the door. No answer. He knocked again, a little louder. All right, hold the fuck up, was yelled from within the parlor. No lights were on, and the black-tinted windows didn't help visually. They were probably blackened out to keep the privacy of the customers in the shop. The same man who yelled the loud reply could be seen even in the black-tinted windows. Though the room was dim, there was a scowl on his face that could still be seen. He walks up to the door where only part of the sun showed to reveal him. He put his arm out on the door to lean against it still judging and glaring at Lance. Compared to Lance's tattoos, this guy had the most colorful work to show his story. He had an ace on his wrist, a church mosaic scripture with a middle finger in the center of his right shoulder. On his left arm from the top, a ram skull, a crown encircling his bicep. Down further was a ship tangled in tentacles, visible real scars with a needle and thread around it that circled around his wrist. The last thing was fight on the right side of his knuckles and back on the left set. No doubt there were questions in his life that he didn't have to answer. His art said it all. What the hell do you want? He yelled through the glass door while lighting his cigarette. I saw you have a job opening. The help wanted sign? Lance yelled to the stranger through the door. He continued to glare as he said, What makes you think we want your help? Lance pointed to the sign. Isn't that what a help-wanted sign is for? What made you think this help-wanted sign was for you? If there's anything Lance was taught in the last two years, it was how to indicate if someone was a leader or someone trying to be a leader. This guy was neither. He was just an asshole. Dude, look, if I just speak to the owner, show him my work, I could be out of here, you James Dean wannabe. Lance kept his cool, just like how old Ron taught him. The dark-haired stranger laughed sarcastically at the remark while saying, You think my boss is going to want to see your chicken scratch drawings? He exhaled smoke, making it blow at the barrier of the glass. Lance smirked. He could play this game. Well, obviously your boss hired you with those crayon-ass drawings that you call tattoos. If that's your taste, I pity the artist. The snarky smile on the stranger started to falter just a fraction. You little mother... Before he could finish that crass curse, another man came to the front of the shop and smacked the hellion across the head. The black-haired man only flinched slightly, just annoyed. Lance knew automatically that this man was the boss or an equally pissed-off employee. Are you yelling at the mechanics again? The boss said with a casual tone that was etched in venom. Lance has been introduced to these people for five minutes, and it was obvious that the co-workers didn't work well together. It's ironic. A tattoo artist that doesn't like people, considering his field of work requires some kind of pleasant personality for the best service for a client. I have not yelled at them, they are not worth my time, and I am not helping you not waste your time. Lance made an amused noise to find that he was right. He thought to himself, so I was right. Jules, you're wasting my time. Just go home. You said you were leaving anyway. Lance looked at the other man. He had spiky peroxide-dyed hair like Billy Idols, grayish-tinted blue eyes, and he was built skinny, but he looked like he could take a fight and knock a fucker out. Not an old owner, like he would have pegged him to be. Had to have been only in his thirties. His ink was hidden by the dark jacket he wore. Lance tapped on the door, making the new guy look at him. The black-haired man wouldn't do it. Hi, I'm the time waster. I uh, I saw a help line, a help, a help wanted sign in the window, for your tattoo artist job. Should I come back later or call in later? Grab your shit and come in. The new guy, he had to have been the boss. He unlocked the door, and that is the first chapter of Inglorious Inc. Well, wow, that was fun. I did. It was a little bit tricky, but I th- I think we got through it. I think some parts I ad libbed, but you you kind of get the point. If if you do have a physical copy or whenever, or if ever you do decide to get a copy, you'll see it's pretty much the same. I, I feel like a lot of artists or creators can reiterate their same stuff and it still will be the same. And even if one or two words are different, but I thought, why not? It'll be kind of just an exclusive just to hear. It wouldn't be like the exact thing, but it was fun to just kind of be a, off-the-cuff, one of those, like, unplugged thing you see on on MTV. Do they still do unplugged on MTV? I don't know. I don't remember. I wouldn't know. Times are changing these days, (laughs) you know? But wow, that was fun. That was really cool. Wow. Well, thank you so much for being here for this very spontaneous and special episode. I'm glad I got to show a little bit more about Unglorious Inc. I mean... A majority of the show does dive into me talking about how the book was made and what the fun facts about it and what the future plans for it. But to actually devote like a whole sample to it, just like made my day and you made my day listening to this. This was a very raw, off the cuff episode. And I think it really tested me to see what it's going to be like when I do an audible book one day. And I know with something as special as this, I want people to be able to hear it properly, the pronunciations, and not feel like I'm tripping over my words. And this was a nice little test run. So, all right. That is your sample. That is your episode. This was super fun to have a two-in-one episode. Thank you so much for being here. If you would like to see more updates for what the future of Inglorious Inc. looks like, I have a whole bunch of posts up on my Instagram called Paris passages. I mean, it's in the title of the podcast. It's the title of my Instagram. It's, it's pretty easy to find. I like to make life easy for people. And if you would like to see other various insider scoops, you can find me on my TikTok at The Mystical Space Witch. And of course, if you would like to see more of Inglorious Ink, you can find the Redux series part one through three available on Amazon. Alrighty. Thank you so much for being here. You take care now and stay amazing. This is your host, signing off. Bye-bye.